Welcome to the Farm Advisory Service podcast. My name's Donald Nambar and I work for SEC Consulting in the Scottish Borders. Today I'm visiting John Prentice. John is a livestock farmer, beef cattle and sheep in the Scottish Borders. His land lies on the Eyewater River, which lies in the Pease Bay and Eyewater priority catchment for diffuse pollution. So a number of years ago we looked at putting in a couple of different watering systems on the Eyewater just to test them, to see how they worked. And so the two that we're going to look at here is a solar-powered system and an animal-powered system. Standing next to the solar pump, uh, which uh, is located right next to the eye water, and with me uh, is farmer John Prentice. So, John, we're standing right next to the water course where the abstraction point is. How, how did you find creating that abstraction point? Was it, uh, was it quite easy to do and uh, how long did it take you to do? It was fairly simple. We dug a trench um, about five feet long coming from the river's edge and um, the first thing to do was put the vertical pipe in which was going to hold the pump and um, hold the clean water and then there was a, a liner went down the edge of the hole along the bottom and up the other side near the river's edge that liner and that hole was filled with um, could say field stone heavier field stone to stop getting washed away and then near the vertical pipe further from the river it was filled with a finer gravel um, and that part was fairly simple that would take me half a day, half but a day. I do like to try and get things right. So, yeah. Yeah. And the geotech's lining is, is there to try and stop sediment and other small bits of debris from getting into the chamber? Yes, you, you, want, you really want the, field, the, the river water to be channelled from the river straight into your vertical pipe holding the pump. You don't want it getting mixed with the soil yeah. from either side and the silt on the riverbeds. You want to stop that silt and keep it keep the water as clean as you can and the geotech liner was even folded over the top as well of the rocks um, in an effort to stop um, flood water silt getting down into the I hole see. as well yeah so we have a, a post here on which you've got two solar panels so the uh, uh, control box is also mounted on that post uh, nice uh, quite a high position just to keep it away from the from the cattle how, how long did it did it take you to you know erect the uh, solar panels and and lay out the pipe work and put the trough in that took a bit longer than digging i think partly because we hadn't done this before so this was a, a test really um it would, it would it would take the best part of a day fiddling about for me to be honest yeah um, and we had to fence it off as well from the cattle as well because the control box and the wiring shouldn't really be accessible to cattle. So the solar pump in this situation is only powered by the solar panel. Uh, so the, the downside of that is that it only works when there's sufficient daylight. How did we overcome the problem of uh, being able to have enough water for the amount of cattle uh, you have in this field. We put in large water tanks is the main buffer really um, so that the pump will run through the daylight hours and put enough water in the tank so that 
um, the number of cattle we have can fill themselves up first thing in the morning without emptying the tank. So we've got a field on each side of the river. The upper tank that the pump feeds to then flows back to the other tank uh, on the other side of the river. So you're getting two fields fed by the one system. Yes, uh, I thought that was quite a clever idea and it seems to have worked fairly well. The pipe has to cross the river obviously and handily for us we've got a water gate here we can just take the pipe over the top so that simplifies our situation. The solar panels drive the actual solar pump there's no battery uh, in between um, so there is a, a, an alternative system where the solar pump actually charges a, a, a battery a deep cycle battery and then the battery actually runs the pump rather than the solar panel this system could have a battery put in with it and that would allow pumping of water during uh, hours of darkness. And it would also allow uh, an electric fence to be run if you were uh, needing to run uh, a wire or a couple of wires along a water course to keep them out. Let's go up and have a look at the water trough. The water's uh, running away, the pump's running. It's a, a float switch, which is wired into the solar panel, I gather. Yes, it's just um, a float switch on a flexible pipe, and it's quite reliable, actually, yeah. Are, are there any things you, that you might do differently with your experience of installing it the first time? Yes, I, I think perhaps to level the trough, I've um, raised the soil up a little bit too far on one side, and you don't really want dirt getting into the trough because it can block the outlet, which is um, not huge. So what, to overcome that, we've put a sieve on the outlet to try and avoid it getting blocked. Otherwise, um, small frogs and tadpoles and anything else can go down the pipe and block the, um, the ball top on the lower trough. At the moment it's pumping fairly hard and it's full bore pipe. Uh, but the sun's shining quite well. On a cold winter's day it runs much slower. Okay, that's great. Let's, uh, let's go and have a look at the other uh, watering system that you uh, tested for the project. So I'm standing here uh, looking at a concrete base which looks like a massive manhole cover and we've got um, three pasture pumps attached to the concrete base that, that's uh, a novel design I haven't seen that before yes it was a suggestion um, that I received from an engineer it's two meters in diameter and it's heavy enough so the cows can't push it around we've kept it raised up slightly on one side minimize poaching a bit I guess and, and having the three pasture pumps all uh, on the one place, I, I guess it addresses the concern that some people have that, that uh, the cattle tend to wander around in a group and they arrive at a drinking point all at the same time and, and you just get that kind of fighting. So if there's three of them, it, it, it helps uh, allow animals to get a drink. Yes, it, it, that was the theory. They seem to learn quite quickly. Yes, I was quite surprised. They've never, they had never seen a pasture pump and I could pretty soon see that they had used the pumps. They seemed to be naturally curious and just enjoy playing with things as much as anything. And as long as there's a bit of water in the bowl to begin with, 
that attracts them in to drink it and then the, the act of drinking it, they're really just pushing that plunger forward a bit uh, and then when they release it, it just draws some more water in. Yes, um, the, the, the amount of water they can actually get with their initial sip is a bit frustrating for them and they will probably nuzzle the nose pad to try and get more water and just that nuzzling action pumps fairly successfully up the hill. I mean, it's a really simple design. Uh, cast iron, so very solid, very robust. Um, there's a big rubber diaphragm, which uh, is just between the two sections, which creates the, uh, the suction when the, the levers work. And uh, non-return valves uh, on the uh, abstraction end, just to stop uh, the water flowing back in. So again, it, the abstraction point, it looks very similar to the one that, we did for the, that you did for the solar pump. Yes, it's fundamentally the same. You want to avoid allowing anything to get into your vertical pipe where the pump ends are, where the water's being drawn from, because you want to keep that water clean. Um, for instance, if it's not used over winter, the water you first pump up can get rather smelly if you're letting voles get in. So where the pipes access through into the vertical pipe, uh, the vertical pipe, you've got to be careful to try and seal it as best you can. I think this is quite important to not allow any air into the pipes between the pasture pumps and the river, otherwise the water will leak back gradually over time. Yeah. So um, when we did this, the seals on the pipes were quite robust. So the actual positioning of the uh, pasture pumps from the water course uh, needs to be a minimum of five metres away. Uh, and, and you've positioned yours just be, beyond where the slope of the field goes to the river. Um, uh, you've just gone beyond that so that it, it runs back into the field if, the, if there is uh, uh, any poaching that occurs around the water. Yes. Uh, the, the yes. pasture pump. Yes, that's worked quite well. Yeah. And also if we ever have to fence the river off, it doesn't mean having to move the pumps any further. Yeah. When we did the project, uh, we, we tried uh, hotspot fencing. And uh, so we, we got a, a, an electric energizer um, and uh, a single uh, rope, uh, white rope uh, for the wire, electrified wire. And, and we just used the, the plastic electric fencing posts with a few wooden straight, uh, posts in there just to try and firm it up. Um, how effective was that? It was quite effective um, in the short term, but running cows and calves is a slight issue with electric fences because a young calf can approach an electric fence and you'd like to think it would go underneath, but sometimes it will jump up and take the fence with them. So quite and effective maybe in keeping the cows back? Keeping the cows back, yes. Yeah. And maybe in, until the calves got to a certain size, once they're two or three months old or, or more, you know, they're getting to a height where they are more likely to knock the fence over in ignorance. I guess what we're trying to do is stop the animals from accessing the water course and putting a stock fence, full stock fence up, Rylock, is not an option here because this area floods. Uh, so, so there was a concern with that. So what, what do you think is the, the happy medium? Do you think two wires or three wires would need to be on that electric fence to keep them back? I've heard various different alternatives. Um, I have a rile-up fence around one waterside field, which is only half half height, 
so it, so it allows a foot of water to get underneath. But this is not always ideal. Um, if you've got young lambs, for instance, you can't put young lambs in that field. Um, and also, certain size of sheep will just creep underneath. Yeah. Um, but for cattle, it would, that would probably be a could be a solution. And, and I guess cattle are more the concern um, uh, because the, of their size, they're more likely to cause a bit of damage uh, to the bankside uh, accessing a watercourse, and of course, uh, a bit of faecal contamination uh, potentially directly in the water course where the sheep are, are just you know they're, they're not the same they don't have the same water requirement okay uh, we'll, we'll head back uh, thanks for that John okay I'll call my dog and we'll be off the next farm I'm visiting is owned by Paul Adams Monashi and at Paul's farm we're going to look at water powered system um, it's a form of a ram pump and it is called a papa pump. So I'm now at Monashi Farm and I'm with farmer Paul Adams. And Paul was involved with the pilot project that we did a few years ago looking into the alternative methods of delivering water to livestock. On this location we have our papa pump. We're standing at the, the abstraction point, which is some 200, 300 metres above where the Papa Pump is located. Can you tell me a bit about how you found creating the abstraction point? You know, was it an easy process? Uh, what materials have you used here? Uh, well, we've used 150mm um, pipe uh, from the extraction to the um, catchment pit that feeds the Papa Pump 10 metres above it. Getting the levels is crucial to go from the uh, inlet point to the um, catchment area as not to take too much in there to obviously to have an overflow. Um, and from then, once you've got that level right, you just put the pipe in there and uh, from that, from the catchment to the uh, catchment tank, I should say, to the, to the point where you take it out the stream. Um, and at the stream you had a, an area, you dig a hole, uh, you fill it with um, six inch rock, uh, as, using it as a, a filter to go into the pipe, not having an outlet directly into the water. So the whole water system is filtered before it gets into the pipe. So is there, is there some Geotech's lining yes, uh, it, yeah, in there uh -huh. to try and keep the silt and yeah, yeah. Uh, so, so small when, material out. Uh -huh. So we put that, we put the, the, the geotech lining in there and then fill it all back in again. With, with all stone on top, there's no soil put on top at all, it's just stone. And that is filtered. So when that goes back into the actual uh, tank, uh, the catchment tank is, is clean water, so there's no uh, silt and that build up in there for the papa pump. Yeah, so let's walk along to the, the catchment tank uh, and, and take a look at that. So we're standing at the catchment chamber which just looks like a big manhole cover that you would find uh, in roadworks. So, so this has been created to store uh, a level of water which then drops down onto the papa pump. So it, was this easy to put in? We had... Uh... Once we got the levels, as I said earlier, the levels are, are crucial on this point. 
because you have to get that uh, 10 meters above the papa pump. So you had to get that water level just right to come through there. That, so we took it from there and that was just enough height for the papa pump. So, so we're, we're the, the, the chamber here is 10 meters above the papa pump yeah. and that was the uh -huh. amount of head that was required uh -huh. Uh -huh. Uh, to be able to pump the water back up the hill. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, so then, but as I was saying, and you must need a, a, a good flow of water for this. If you haven't got a good flow of water, it, it doesn't work. You have to have that flow of water to take, because the papa pump, surprisingly, takes a lot more water than you, than you would imagine yes. uh, to, to actually work it. So you need a good flow of water into that, and, and all the time, a drop in water drought you do need that water in there. I, I was checking the the design of the system uh, because this was installed what four or five years ago I uh -huh, think it must uh -huh. be um, and, and it's quite remarkable that the, the papa pump uh, is taking that water and transferring it just over a kilometer uh -huh. and it's lifting it uh, 65 meters uh -huh, right, uh -huh. which is just under 200, 200 feet, feet. And uh, yeah, it was quite quite an achievement for such a, sure. a uh -huh. small piece of equipment. You know, the only thing that I regret not doing, I could probably still will do it, um, is put a, a catchment tank at the top of the hill rather than I've got it on bo a ballcock at the moment, which obviously is stopping the flow when it should be pumping up there. Yes. You know, you should be pumping it up there all the time. Yeah. So you could create a, 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 a reservoir a capacity yeah, that, yeah. That, that yes, on so that top of the cover. Hill. Rather than give you more storage. Yeah. Yes. Uh -huh. yeah. Um, Let, let's go down and, and have a look at the papa pump. So we're now standing in the chamber that has the papa pump, and we can see the large um, diameter feed pump, uh, feed feed pipe that brings the water into the pump. Uh, and then on the exit of the pump, there's just a, a, a small pipe that's uh, uh, 32 mil, which goes back up the hill. So it's it's, it's a remarkably small and compact piece of equipment, Paul. Uh, was it uh, was it easy to put in and uh, get no, started? No, it was. Uh, you've got to be persistent with it. You have to spend a bit of time setting it up. You've got to get the flow right with the outlet if you, if you you can regulate the inlet to a certain extent where it will just start pumping but you put too much water in and it just stops it will just shoot the water out so you have to it's just a bit of persistence with it time um, to, to get the right flow to get it to work to, but once it's going it's, you get a real thump on it and you know the water you, you know you're getting pressure there yes um, you know you can just start off and it just you just get a little pressure and it's thumping away and then you get you just turn a bit more in you get a bigger pump and then you get more water gushing out the top once you've got more water gushing out the top obviously there's more water going in the pipe when it thumps it through type of thing right um, but yeah no it wasn't uh, it wasn't difficult a little bit of a fiddle just to yeah, get it to yeah, get it started uh -huh. and, and once it's uh, running it just runs away yeah uh, and then we've got a we've got a, a hole in the bottom of the chamber uh, because 95% of the water that goes That's through right. the pump yeah. comes back out of the okay. pump and, and back into the stream. 10%. Uh -huh. uh, and, and then the, the, the what's uh, you know the small amount, five, 10% goes goes up the line. Uh, you know you can you can set it quite uh, easily if you're just pumping it up a small 
gradient, but, uh, lift. but to go yes. 200 uh, meters, um, 200 feet. 200 feet. Sorry, it's uh, you have to get that pressure to do that. So yes. you have to be a bit more. Yeah. We are we are in this particular location probably working at the limits of, oh, yes, of what a, definitely. a Papa pump can do. But uh, we should have put a steel pipe in just for from, that last section from, coming well, down. Well, I think I think well, it, uh, Papa say that you should have. Uh, I think it was about 30 meters or something that you should have had uh, of steel pipe, and you don't cause any expansion on the because there's quite a kickback on that pipe. Yes. You know when it when it goes thump, it, it, you can actually see the the connection on the pump pushing apart type of thing, yes. and so obviously the pipe's expanding, and that's where Papa say that if you had a steel pipe on there, you wouldn't get any expansion, so therefore you're retaining retaining the the power of the water. I, I recall at the time of uh, designing this, because of the distance between the the, the catchment tank and the Papa pump. You need the open chamber to uh -huh. allow the air to escape yeah, because right, you get uh -huh. a bit of vortexing of the yeah. water and, and little air bubbles form, and so you you need to allow that chamber uh -huh. to allow the air out. Otherwise, you get, you you'll get air locks. Uh, air locks. Uh -huh. You lack water up uh, the top of the farm, and and so that's what the Papa pump is doing. But uh, the the lower end of the farm, you were able to use the catchment chamber uh, and introduce another pipe yes. in there. Yeah. Uh, which just uh, provides the Gra gravity feed, gravity feed gravity to the lower part. We we put it in there, but it was taking too much water. Right. It didn't. It, it would work. It would probably work well now, but it was taking just that little because the water was coming in there. And if we had a lot of pipes tanks at the bottom of the farm, it was like it was taking all the water type of thing. Yes. If, if everything was drinking. So so it wouldn't manage to run the papa pump no, and no, supply no, below, but it no. could do one or other. Yeah. 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 Um, if you had, a, if we had a bit more water flow, yes, it would work. Yes. Um, but uh, as uh, as the stream is, it's it's not suited for that type of work. Yes. But there's probably a little bit more design, uh, and it's a little bit more technical in installing a system like this than perhaps some of the other alternative water. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think, well, to to get water to pump up to 200 feet with a with a pump. You'd want quite a pump to do that anyway. Electric pump, you would yes. want quite a pump to do that. And with this, it's not uh, 200 feet is, is maximum capacity anyway. Yes. Um, I, I dare say you could get get a bigger pump to do that. And, and I think uh, over the four years or so it's been working, you've just changed uh, one of the valves, rubber valves. Uh, it. I think that's just been yeah, the only thing yeah, that was yeah, changed. Yeah. So very low maintenance. Oh yes. Oh, there's no maintenance. There's no maintenance. We've had uh, we've had issues where um, we've had too much water coming into the into the catchment tank, which puts too much pressure on this, and I can sometimes it will stop pumping because of that, because obviously the water table in that has gone too high and putting more pressure on that, and it. it it just stops. It doesn't stop it. It's the water still going through it. Yes. But you have to reset it again. Because it's not taking it right up. Yeah. Yeah. Uh -huh. yeah. Um, but as I was saying, we we should have put a big tank up the top of the hill. Yeah. Well, there's still time to still do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. Well, Paul, thanks very much for showing us. That's good. The final farm I'm visiting to look at alternative watering systems is run by John Anderson at Hardens, and John has the traditional ram pump system.
So I'm now at Harden's farm, um, mm. speaking to farmer John Anderson. And we're standing next to the reservoir that used to be part of the water supply to the village of Duns. Yeah. And uh, John had a bit of a problem with uh, water uh, over the years and livestock were accessing... You had a lot of springs, but they would dry up. Yeah, uh, and yeah. so livestock were being pushed into drinking in places maybe they shouldn't have been ditches, ditches, and um, barns that didn't really run a lot of water, um, and it was just it was just the poaching and the mess. Yes, um, and that led obviously led to disease, and we had a lot of problems. And you, you'd fluke as part of that problem fluke, too. Yeah, lungworm in the calves. Yes, um, just the usual, the general that comes along. You know, it, it, it's just it's the mess. You know, that's the thing. Um, and, and so uh, the um, options to you were limited because your mains pressure is very poor. Mm -hmm. And so you do pump some mains yeah, uh, yeah. from the bottom of the farm to supply the farmhouses and the yeah. cottages and things like that. Uh -huh. uh, but from the farm's point of view, uh, so whilst you've got this great... Uh, Reservoir here, yeah, yeah, with loads of water, and it hasn't dropped much in this very warm summer. Yeah, uh, it was it was the logistics of how do I get this? Uh, well, this was I mean the, the mains farm. the mains just it wasn't an option at all. I think basically because of water charges and stuff like that, it would be the cost. We could have done it if we'd wanted to, but I just thought it was too much. And then you know the we don't, as you say, every the, most of the water on the hardens all comes to the reservoir anyway, which did supply duns. Um, so I mean, realistically, it was the only option we had, you yes. know. Um, and I mean, you know, oh, there's a huge volume of water there. That's the thing. So you you found uh, somebody who uh, knew about ram pumps. Yep. Uh, so it was, it originally was uh, ferrier pumps in Edinburgh. Um, he did everything for us. Yeah. Brilliant. Um, Peter Ramsey, he was really good. And he says he mentioned the ram pump, and he says realistic, it's the only way. Um, you know, and he says you're not going to have any problems with it. It just works away, just does everything by itself. You know, just check it every now and then, um, and it's in guarantee you won't have any problems. And, and, you, and you, you said that uh, there was a pump being repaired, a ram pump being repaired. Yes, that's what kind of swung it for us. It was um, it was installed in something like 1888, and this was it. Just when we were thinking about buying it, this was then getting repaired. So it's just think on that. <laughs> so I thought if we install this thing, that'll see my time out. That'll be it. Uh, I'll be fine. <laughs> and uh, so was, was the the pump that you've got running? Is is it made made to order? Yes. Well, I mean, they're, they're um, you can buy them. I mean, you can pretty much buy them off the shelf. And when I was just saying, you've got um, different sizes of pumps. If like with this weather as well, we've been so yes. dry. I mean, we would have no water in the place at all. Yeah. Nothing. So this year it's been an absolute godsend. Oh, definitely. Yeah, definitely. So give us some of the facts and the the, the figures. Uh, how far and how high is this water being pumped? It is pumping about uh, 105 metres to the tank, which is roughly about 1,000 metres. It's lifting the water 105 metres. 105 metres, yeah. And it's taking it over the distance of over a kilometre. Yes, yes. yes. Gosh. Yeah, it is, it is. And then uh, we've got two troughs right at the top of the farm, um, which basically when the tank's full, the water continues to the top, so you're talking about another 400 metres um, right to the top, and I mean, it's pumping it up there. We're getting 
we're getting six, I think six and a half litres a minute at the tank, um, and we're getting four litres a minute right to the top, um, which is enough. It's been enough to keep everything going. Yeah. The water's pumped up to a tank. Yeah. Does it come back down, yeah. or, or, or is the system just pressurised? We decided to put the, the water pipe that's gone in. We could, if we'd wanted to, put one line in and basically take it from the pump to the tank. Yeah. Um, and all the the troughs further down the farm, you could have taken it off the pump line. But the biggest problem with that is you had to be 30 metres above the pump, which meant that the, the first troughs would be too far, too far up the field. Um, so we decided just to concentrate to keep everything nice and simple. Just put one line in from the pump to the tank, yes. and then just put a return line in, a free flow line back down again, okay. um, which is oh, it's closer to maybe two kilometres, maybe. So we're heading up on the to the tank, which is on the west side of the farm. Yep. And it then gravity feeds back down to water uh, on on the west and on the south. And then it goes out to the east side of the farm. To the north, by it goes right to the north side, the yeah, north. that gravity yeah. all the way to the top. So, I mean, it's, there's a huge amount of pressure as well. I mean, yeah. there's, you know, if the, the, the water troughs, they're no longer filling back up again anyway if the cattle are drinking water. Yeah. Um, so, I would say so far, so good. It is an exceptional summer, so yes. it's been yes. a real good test for it. Oh, definitely. Uh, and, it, definitely. and it seems to be. And it's still working, working fine. fine. It's working yeah. fine. I think if it had been an ordinary summer, we wouldn't have any problems. We wouldn't yes. have any problems. Yeah. Let's go uh, along and look at the brake chamber and, and then we'll go down and see the actual ramp up. So we're standing next to the brake chamber uh, which forms the reservoir of water that is uh, at the right height above the ramp pump. Um, and you, we can hear uh, the, the noise of the ramp pump being transferred up, back up, it's about 70 metres away. 70 metres, yeah. Uh, yeah. And we can hear that just pulsing away there. So so the tank here, John, what, what capacity uh, is this it's tank? It's 1,000 litres. 1,000. Uh, it's 1,000 litres. And I mean, well, we thought we'd put a bigger tank in, but I mean, we were told that, you know, what's the point? That's all you really need. Yes. Um, because realistically, the reservoir's the head of water. Yes. This is just to control the flow down the pipe, you know, so basically it's just holding the water for the... It's a, 50 mil steel pipe that goes to the pump. It has to be steel. Right. Um, so we have a six-inch pipe bringing water from the, the reservoir, reservoir into the tank to this brake tank. Yes. And, and that then goes into a, a metal pipe, which is 50 mil, 50, 50 mil, uh, and then goes down onto the uh, down the, to the, the ramp pump. The, yeah, the ramp. Um, and need to allow the air to get back out as well. Yeah. Uh, so it, it's just providing that continuity of supply down yeah. and allowing the air to come out the pipe yeah, that's to, right. to avoid it getting in the air. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's air right. Locks. That's right. Um, so, no, I mean, it's... it's. I mean, we obviously had to get the guy to install it for us because it was too complicated for us. Um, and he's made an absolutely fantastic job. I mean, we, we thought when we installed it, we could put a bend in the pipe so it wasn't so far away from the reservoir. Um, and we got told that we could do that. Um, but... Uh, Dodd that installed it, he'd been in touch with them two or three times and the guy said that if it's bang on what it should be, if it's straight and you're 10 metres in height and 70 metres in length, it will work absolutely spot on. So yeah. that's why we decided to do everything by the book yes. and it, it's, it's doing exactly what it should do. Let's go down and uh, see the actual pump itself. Right. 
So, uh, see you've built a shed to put your ram pump in. It, yes. It's, it's a big pump. Yes. Uh, when you actually, um, when you think of the cost of the pump, when it came in the box, I thought, is that it? <laughs> That's exactly what I thought when I opened it up. But uh, once it was all built up and put into place, I mean, it's just, well, you can see it there going just now. I mean, it's uh, very, very straightforward. Very, very simple. Um, I mean, that's what this is what Peter was saying from Ferrer as well. With the likes of that, you can take it to bits yourself and you can fix it yourself. Yes. But as soon as you involve solar power, you know, you're talking, Control you've panels. got your pump and you've got yeah. electrics and everything, it's yes. a totally different thing altogether. Yeah. Whereas that's very uh, more agricultural, I would say, yes. you know. Yes. Um, but I mean, it's, it's, it's been a tried and tested method for such a long time. Yes. So we have a, uh, we can see the uh, the pipe going out, and that's the one going up the hill. Yeah. And yeah. then below we've just got a, a drainage pipe, which is returning the excess water, or the 90% of the it's inflow. It's 70% uh, wasted and 30% goes up the line. 30% yeah, goes up the line. And that just goes back into the stream. Yes. So the distance from the reservoir to it being returned is... It's only about 50 metres. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and and then it's right. back in. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I, I'm sure people listening to this will probably go, well, how much does it all cost? And we'll maybe go back to the farm. Yes, and, uh, yeah. Uh, we can, you can, you can some tell us uh, yeah. some of the painful, uh, the painful <laughs> bits. I will, I will. <laughs> but before we do, um, you were lucky enough to get a, a, a bit of help through... Yeah the um, Scottish Rural Development Plan under the Agri-Environments uh, Climate Scheme. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so uh, we helped you put a plan in for that. Yeah, that's um, right. And, and what you've done is you've uh, shut, you've created water margins next to some of the open water courses that you had. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you've done some other environmental... Uh, management with wader grazed grassland yes, yes. Uh, to you know try and, and enhance the habitat that you have here which is quite favoured by wading birds yeah yeah that's right well I mean uh, I think the the grant itself um, I think it roughly covered about six troughs which was all the fields we couldn't get water to at all um, but I thought well as soon as we're, we're, we've gone to this length and the pipe works all there, the diggers here. Yes. So we just decided to put the water troughs in all the fields. So you see, you know, the, the, the funding from the, the grant, uh, where you've excluded livestock, the funding will provide you with that alternative supply. Yes. Uh, and then you've been able to utilise the network that you've created to take water to yes, every field in the farm. to every field in the farm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's great. So. Um, but, I mean, we looked into this... Um, before we knew about the funding for it, I mean, we were going to have to do something anyway. So, yes. I mean, we were starting to look into it. Um, but, I mean, the system that we put in, we probably would have struggled a bit. Uh, we would probably had to do it, but I would have said we would probably struggle a wee bit. Um, because it's, I wouldn't say it's been the cheap, cheapest system to put in, but now that it's installed, there's no other cost now, that's it, finished, yes. you know. Um, and, I mean, the, the funding has helped us all the way, definitely. Good. Um, oh well, let's hope it goes for another hundred years. <laughs> you're hoping. I'll not be worried about it after that. <laughs> so 
we're just looking at some invoices uh, to try and get a handle on uh, some of the costs. So the ram pump itself, it, it, it's about five, five, five and a half thousand pounds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. five thousand. Yeah. And uh, the water trough, so you've got over two and a half kilometres of water trough uh, of water, water pipe. pipes. Yeah. Uh, and, and so that's worked out about two pound fifty per meter. Yeah. And then the crossover and above that, you've had to, uh, there was the metal pipe work to take it down. You had to um, buy a couple of, um, you had the feeder tank, the brake tank, brake and then tank, yeah. the tank at the top of the hill. Yes, obviously. Oh, the yeah. hut that you built yeah. to uh, house the, yeah. the ram yeah. pump and, and you know, keep it insulated yeah. in the weather. Yeah. yeah, I mean, that was done through, you know, that was a friend that gave my hand to build that. So that was just basically the cost of the materials to build that. We were lucky that way. Yeah. Um, I think the tank, the tank's a thirteen and a half thousand litre, and it was, I think it was about thirteen hundred pound. That's what it was. I bought two of them because we thought if we didn't have a big enough, you know, if we weren't getting enough water to keep us going, we could put our tank beside it to give us plenty of water. That mm -hmm. it's working away fine, so we're going to use that other tank um, at the steading. Yeah. Um, because the tanks here are not very good at all, so yeah. we're going to renew the system, and then in the winter time, um, the water that's coming for the reservoir, we'll use that in the tank as well. So, because sometimes it can run a bit shy, yeah. you know, if it's a dry winter, which we don't very often get, but um, it's so we've got plenty of water in the stead because actually some of that water is feeding the front fields as well. Um, so I think that's what we'll do maybe this winter, and we'll put another tank in there. So at the end of the day, you have a water network across the whole of the farm, uh, fed by the reservoir and uh, pumped by a good old-fashioned ram pump. Yes, but it's, I'm highly delighted with it. Yeah. really am highly delighted with it. Great. Well, thanks very much, John, for uh, telling us about Thank you. experience. Thank you. So that brings us to the end of the podcast. I hope you found the information useful. Further details can be found at the Farm Advisory Service website, there are two technical notes that have been prepared for the alternative watering. Technical note 665 and 666. And I do hope that some of the information will help you to improve the water supply on your own farm. Thank you for listening.